Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This is Hawaii News Now Sunrise at 5. A call for action after a teenager is killed on an Oahu roadway. The powerful message for our community in the wake of a tragedy. The country looks back on President Jimmy Carter's life and legacy as he enters hospice care. We reflect on his contributions to the United States. And here's a live look at downtown Honolulu where the Great Aloha Run is set to begin with a bang two hours from now. Casey Lund is live with a preview of the annual event. Plus, Japan grows by about 7,000 islands. We'll tell you what led up to that discovery. We have our first alert weather and traffic team standing by along with Howard and happy President's Day. Yay. Happy President's Day. The thing about the Great Aloha Run is that, of course, they close off the streets down there. Mm -hmm. So I'm commuting to work in the middle of the night oh. and suddenly a detour sign sends me deep into the inner, inner uh, bowels of Honolulu. Oh. Well, I try to remember, well, do I turn left here or do I go two more blocks? Yeah, it's amazing that we do this drive every day, so you just do it automatically. Yeah. Yeah. But when they when they detour you, like, where am I? Is this a one way? Can I go down this road? No. Does the guy in front of me know where he's going? No. <laughs> that was probably Casey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Follow the leader. Yeah, and our famous director is uh, running the race, apparently. One of a former uh, director, Michael Harris. Oh. Apparently, sent me a tweet this morning. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So he's wondering about the conditions. Uh, okay. And for now, they're going to be okay. Things yeah. look up fairly dry for us here in Oahu, but there's some wet weather on the way. Take a look at what's going on. You can see up to the northwest, another uh, circulation up there. This is another corner low. It's going to start to draw more moisture from the south, but this time, instead of Hawaii Island getting the brunt of the rain, even though it's very wet there now, Kauai expected to get most of the rain, and all of this is heading towards Kauai a little bit later on. So for us here on Oahu, we do have a few scattered showers, but for now, things are looking pretty good for the Great Aloha Run. Good news there, but you can see they got showers over in Kauai on the north side, as well as on the west side. Lihue likely get some showers later on today, and we'll get some breezy southeast winds today. It's going to be quite windy out there for the next several days. So this is what we're looking at today. Cloudy skies, scattered showers, maybe a few thunderstorms late in the day. Now let's check on traffic. Uh, getting busy yet, Lacey? Not quite yet, Guy. Despite the closures in downtown for the Great Aloha Run, everything else moving very smoothly on this holiday Monday. A little slick, but we got a really good pace. Let's take you on out toward the west side. Farrington Highway, green up on the flow map. We're moving up to speed as you get through Nana Kuli and then continuing through the Honokaihale stretch. Wide open on the H1 freeway, right past the Makakilo, Kapolei neighborhoods, and then continuing past the H1 H2 merge. So right now things are looking really good out there just a reminder no zipper lane because of the holiday but for now we're looking at some really good conditions on that town bound commute coming up next i'll have a look at your updated drive times for now grace back over to you all right thanks lacy a grieving family hpd and community members joined forces over the weekend to send a message drive safely before another life gets taken away. Now this was a scene along Kapilani Boulevard yesterday in the ward area. That is where 16-year-old Sarah Yara, a McKinley High School junior, was killed in a hit and run crash on Wednesday morning. Her family was joined by HPD and the State Department of Transportation, along with many area businesses and residents. Here's what the Yara family told us at the rally. Everybody loves children. And so this one is for Sarah. I want to see 
the safety of our children. The speed bumps to go, cars to slow down. Be mindful that they're in around a school district. The Yara family was also joined by Ed Werner, who lost his son, Kalana, to a hit and run in 2016. It was so important to let her know that, you know, we, we support her and we know what she's going through right now. And we're there for her and for her family. Also at the rally was Lieutenant Governor Sylvia Luke, who came out with the area state senator, Sharon Morawaki. I'm a parent of a 20-year-old, and I know what it means if I were to lose my child. So we wanted to meet, be here to um, show our support, but, you know, sharing the grief and sharing the sympathy. And we also spoke to the head of the State Department of Transportation, who says that they're doing what they can to make the roads safer, but their powers are limited. You see it in race crosswalks. You see it in the all-pedestrian phase on, on Holbron and, and Alamoana Boulevard. And you see it in the roundabouts we're pushing through. There are always concerns from drivers that we're going to be limiting their mobility for safety. And we are. We're trying to play that balance, though. Meantime, the community continues to donate to the Yara family. As of this morning, their GoFundMe page has raised more than $51,000, far more than the goal of $12,000. We're also learning troubling details about the suspected driver in this hit and run. Mitchell Miyashiro has a record of at least 164 traffic infractions and crimes since 1996. In the last five years, he was stopped 12 times for allegedly driving without a license. He was also convicted six times, but it appears that he was never sentenced to any jail time. Last Thursday, the 45-year-old turned himself in, but was later released pending investigation. And that does tend to happen in hit-and-run cases because they usually require detailed investigations that take time before prosecutors can officially file charges. New this morning, President Biden made an unannounced visit to Ukraine overnight. He met with the president of Ukraine just days before the war-torn country marks one year since Russia's invasion. Mr. Biden vowed that the U.S. will stand with Ukraine as the war drags on. We'll have more on the story coming up at 5.30. At 98 years of age, former President Jimmy Carter is nearing the end of his life. The 39th president has decided to forego medical treatment and entered hospice care. Christian Benavides has more from Mr. Carter's hometown of Plains, Georgia. Visitors came to the Carter Center in Atlanta over the weekend. Following the announcement, former President Jimmy Carter has chosen to enter home hospice care. Great man, great president, probably under underappreciated by those who don't know much about him. Those who worked alongside Carter on projects with Habitat for Humanity after he was president are also remembering all of his efforts to help others. He is one hard worker. He's the first one on the site in the morning and very often the last one to leave by the end of the day. But nowhere are the memories stronger than here in Plains, Georgia, Carter's hometown, where he's lived for more than four decades after his presidency. Lord, we'd be amiss this morning if we did not lift President Carter to you. At Carter's church, there were prayers and reflections on what he and wife Rosalind fostered in the community. It's just uh, the examples that they have given to adults as well as my children who have grown up knowing them. President Biden tweeted, quote, we admire you for the strength and humility you have shown in difficult times. May you continue your journey with grace and dignity and God grant you peace. Cristian Benavides, CBS News, 
Plains, Georgia. A new hotel industry forecast has a more optimistic outlook. This is good. It does. CBRE raises its 2023 hotel performance forecast after global gains in the fourth quarter. It now predicts a RevPAR rise this year of 5.8%. RevPAR is revenue per available room. It gets that number by forecasting occupancy up 3.6 and average room rates up more than 12%. Hawaii usually outperforms the national numbers, but CBRE attributes some of its optimism to resurgent international trade that we in Hawaii are not getting. Marriott has hired Matthew Grosso for five years, the GM of Alohilani Resort. Grosso will run the Renaissance Hotel, opening later this year in the Sky Alamoana Tower. Grosso previously ran the Sheridan at Keahoe Bay, and earlier held management posts at both the Sheridan Waikiki and the Western Ka'anapali Ocean Resort Villas. Mayors and other officials of 44 cities have written Secretary of State Antony Blinken asking him to do more to reduce visitor visa wait times. First-time visitors from our largest visa countries exceed 400 days. Honolulu is not one of the letter's signatories. Happening this morning, uh, the Aloha Run, and Grace has a lot more on that. Yeah, it's the 39th one, Howard, and we got Casey Lon, who's live in downtown. He's got a preview of this race for a good cause. How's it looking out there, Casey? Hey, not too bad. Grateful to be dry this morning, Grace. I'm sure a lot of the racers are feeling the same way and hoping it stays that way for the 39th running of the Great Aloha Run, the Hawaii Pacific Health Great Aloha Run. Step out of the way here and let you see what's shaping up here at the starting line just in front of Aloha Tower. Some of the runners already here. We have some of our military members there getting ready for the race as well. Want to talk about uh, a couple of important notes for race day, both for runners and just folks downtown here. There's some street closures to mention, of course, Punchbowl Street to Bishop Street and Baratania Street to Nimitz are closed. There's also a lot of downtown closures on those side streets, so just a heads up about that. The information booth for runners is going to be right in front of the Hawaiian Telecom building on Bishop Street. That'll close at 7 a.m. when the race starts. For a lot of folks, of course, taking the bus to the starting line is the easiest way to get here. The last of those shuttles is going to leave at 6 o'clock this morning, both the Waikiki and the Aloha Stadium shuttles. The Waikiki one's at the Sheraton Waikiki Bus Depot. If you did decide to drive, there are some paid parking spots like Chinatown Gateway, Hale Pauahi, Kukui Plaza, and some others. You can find more information online at the Great Aloha Run website. Again, when you get downtown, runners are asked to stage themselves on Bishop Street. And a big tradition, of course, for the race is all the music. The UH Hawaii Pep Band is going to be part of that, uh, as well as a lot of other uh, entertainment, musical entertainment. So it'll be a fun morning, Grace. We're going to talk to Mayor Rick Blangiardi, Carol Kai, the co-founder of the Great Aloha Run, as well as runners. And we'll keep our eye out. We know there's some H&N Ohana running in this race. <laughs> yeah. Us, not so much. We will cheer. We will cheer them <laughs> on from the sidelines, right? We're the best cheerleaders <laughs> ever, Casey, because we're right? just not runners, you know. So we got to be able to cheer a little. Yeah, I hope I to see some cool outfits too. There are always <laughs> some fun watcher. outfits, right? Yeah, that's always here. fun part too. I see. Uh, I saw a, a, a chicken somewhere already, so we'll try and track <laughs> him down as well. It should be a fun morning, though. All right, we're looking forward to that. All right, thank you, Casey. 5:11 now. Remembering Japanese Americans who are forced into internment camps with a 1,000-page book. We're gonna tell you about this powerful relic that some are traveling far and wide to see and to experience. Plus, in the home country, a surprise, how Japan has twice as many islands as previously thought. 
Now that we're airing Hi Now Davy live every day, let's tell everyone where they can find us. Okay, for starters, we're live on TV on K5 and KGMB. YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Streaming Live. Wait, does that mean Roku? Live. You're kidding. Apple TV? Live. Okay, what about Amazon Fire? Live. Even the h and <laughs> Live. Crazy. Plus, we're turning it into a podcast so people can listen while they're on the go. That's right. We'll keep the energy up, and we'll see you there. Join us for the new Live High Now Daily, weekdays at 3. Now, first alert weather with Guy Hockey. Nice to have the sunshine finish up the weekend. But for today's holiday, it's going to be cloudy again. And that's because of that disturbance that's uh, you know, spinning to the northwest of the state. It's going to bring up more rain for Kauai, especially today. So if you live in an area that's flooded before in Kauai, Make ready to, uh, for more flooding today. Now, you can see it's, uh, we've got some scattered showers for Kauai's north side as well as the west side. There's likely to be some spotty downpours today, and there's more rain on the way for Kauai. Not so much for here on Oahu. We do have some showers along the Ko'olau and uh, up into the uh, Nu'uwanu area, but it looks like for the better part of the, of the race route for the Great Aloha Run, things are looking pretty good. Granted, uh, there's still a chance for some showers. Uh, pretty wet along the south side of Haleakala, the rest of Maui looking fairly dry. And still very wet in the Puna Pahoa area, and they're expecting more rain over the next couple of days. And now let's uh, check on traffic. It's a holiday, so it should be quite light, right, Lacey? Uh, for now, it's pretty light, Guy, but I do have a first alert to pass along. I just spoke with HPD, and we've got officers on the way to a stalled vehicle reported in IEA. They tell me it's on the H1 as you're heading townbound before the IEA H3 accident, just after the Kaamilo overpass. Initial reports of the vehicles in the center lane, nothing confirmed yet, but we'll let you know as soon as officers get on scene. For now, traffic flow through the area is moving smoothly, nothing too heavy, even back toward the merge, a live look right now. We have a good pace, about 45 minutes to get you from White and I over to downtown. So we'll let you know when HPD arrives there in IEA. Other than that, major thoroughfares, slick but moving lightly. Here's a look at your first other drive times. 30 minutes from Mililani to downtown, 30 from Makakilo, and a 20-minute drive out of East Honolulu and Hawaii Kai. That's a look at your first alert traffic. Grace, back over to you. All right, thanks, Lacey. It has been 81 years since tens of thousands of Japanese Americans were sent to internment camps during World War II. Well, now there is a 1,000-page book on display remembering those who were incarcerated. Emily Ikeda has more on this. It's a moment Reiko Iwanaga traveled hundreds of miles for. A chance to see. This is the Idecho. A book without a prologue, chapters, not even a single sentence. Grace Fumi Akahoshi. Yes, my mother. 1,000 pages of simply names. Mutsumi yes. Iwanaga. Each representing the countless, often suppressed stories of Japanese Americans forced into what are widely known as internment camps during World War II. Their crime? Looking like the enemy. We're sitting in barracks right now. When you're exposed to this sort of thing, did the memories start to come back? Most definitely, and more than anything, I realized as an adult how difficult it was to live five in a room with a baby and a grandfather in the conditions that we were in. 125,284 people of Japanese ancestry, and for the first time... It's an acknowledgement of what happened. Their names have been compiled in one place for visitors like Reiko and her daughter Maya to see and stamp. Why was it important for you to be with her? It's a tangible representation of what 
her generation and the generation before went through. It was super emotional turning that corner. Getting emotional right now. It's the culmination of a three-year painstaking process led by USC professor Duncan Yukon Williams. This is a community that's been kind of disappeared and kind of written out of the American story. The very block where thousands boarded buses for camps 81 years ago is now home to the sacred book of names on display here at the Japanese American National Museum until October. My own family was incarcerated in 1942. My grandfather, Albert Bunji Ikeda, a mere seven years old at the time. He's since passed. That's my grandfather. I'm going to get him. <laughs> so I had the chance to stamp his name for him. I just know this would be. <laughs> really meaningful for him. A moment mirrored by so many visitors. Oh, so significant. Making sure history doesn't repeat itself one stamp at a time. Emily Ikeda, NBC News, Los Angeles. Japan's a lot bigger than you might think. A new survey revealed that the number of islands making up this volcanic country has doubled in the past 35 years. Using digital mapping technology, geographers discovered that Japan's island count is actually 14,125. That's 7,200 more islands than previously thought. Japanese officials call for the recount following criticism that the country's data was outdated. The last count was back in 1987, which documented only 6,800 islands in the chain. Howard. And Japan has half the population of the U.S. on the same landmass as California. 518, it's a new week on Sunrise on KGMB, KHNL, and K5. Still ahead, who won the Kaiser Clinician Union negotiations? I'm going to go with nobody. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.